Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. This is Jason Bourne. Bourne? It's Bourne. About 90 seconds to try and get his position. What do you want? Are you running Treadstone? Treadstone was closed down two years ago. You know that. Then who's planning the missions now? There are no missions. It's over. Then what do you want with me? Berlin. Have you forgotten what happened in Berlin? You killed two people, Born. You killed two people, Born. Let him in this. Born. I want to come in. Okay. How do you want to do it? I need someone I know to bring me in. Who? There was a girl in Paris. She's part of the program. She used to handle logistics. Alexander Strasse. 30 minutes under the world clock. Send her alone. Give her your phone. What if I can't find her? It's easy. She's standing right next to you.
You listen to Super Action Bros podcast. Talk about movies with explosions and car chases. Bringing back a love interest, a shooter and killer in the first twenty minutes of your movie. <sighs> yeah, that's brutal. Hello, everybody. Welcome I'm, to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan, and I'm Ian. Uh, welcome to uh, week two of Super Action Born Month, uh, where we are watching all of the Jason Bourne slash Bourne insert word after it movies. Um, so yes. using the last name as an adjective. Um, and this time we watched the second movie in the series, The Bourne Supremacy. Uh, so this is uh, one that I've, yeah, I've I've heard some things about. I've heard that the, the, the even-numbered Bourne movies are not as good as the odd-numbered Bourne movies, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So okay. um, before we get into the show, though, there's a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like the things that we do and you want to uh, reach out to us and say, hey, I like it, and also here's some ideas for you. Please do that. Uh, the easiest way you can do that is by going to our website, which is the website for the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That is stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Uh, you can click on the Super Action Bro artwork and uh, go and uh, just go to a page where it has all of our different social media. We have uh, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Letterboxd. Uh, you can also subscribe to us there on iTunes uh, or Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter individually if you'd like with the little pictures there at the bottom. But if you want to do that right now, you can follow me, Ian, at IRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter too, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also email us the big contact us button at the very bottom of the front page and uh, fill out a little form, select our show, and we will get that email. So please do that. Uh, let, let us know. Subscribe. Uh, write uh, reviews on iTunes. We love seeing those. We got a new review. We did. From Jaron Decker. Oh, all right. I know. He's, he follows us it's on actually brother. super long. Oh, wow. Uh, he calls us Hitchhiker's Guide to Action Movies. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but five stars. Thanks, man. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll read through. We'll, we'll preface. I did not know that that was as a thing or else I would have prepared. Um, so thank you for the review. Yes. And you can uh, read uh, or get your reviews uh, on our show as well just by uh, writing a review and leaving it on iTunes. So, Ryan, The Born Supremacy. The yeah, second in the Born, uh, I don't know, it's quadrilogy. It's going to be well, quintilogy here. I in don't. A minute. Think, I, I hate it when just you could just call it the series, the Born series, the Born series, the Born right. movie series. Okay. All right, which is distinct from the other Born television miniseries that happened yes. in the past. Okay, all right. Um, this one came out in two thousand four mm-hmm. and is notable because whereas the last one, like at least, like when they were writing it, they were like, well, take like the outline from the book and sort of like do a new movie yeah this one they were like well let's just let's just make a movie okay all right and and you know we'll give it the same name as the second born book okay because the plot has nothing at all to do with the book upon which the movie is quote unquote what is the what is the book about the book is about in the book like we already know jason Bourne's real name and he is retired and living in Hong Kong, teaching English, and the whole movie yeah, deals with... Yeah, this is not at all the Well, same. And the, the whole movie deals with, like, the some shenanigans going down with the handover of Hong Kong from England to uh, China in 1999. No, and which like, obviously you can't write a book. And, like, a, like a secret assassin, uh, like, where whereas Jason Bourne isn't actually just one person. It is a group of assassins who are pretending to be one person to lure out Carlos the Jackal and uh, somebody kidnaps Marie, but she doesn't die, and they're trying to get back together, and he has to go back undercover as Jason Bourne and, and murder a bunch of people. It's totally not even at all. It's unrelated. I got gotcha. Completely unrelated. I gotcha. So, um, 
Let's talk about the cast. Sure. This movie. Um, the the big significant difference in this movie is the director. Yes. Uh, last last time we had Doug Liman, uh, most best known recently for um, for Edge of Tomorrow, for Live I Repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one they went with somebody else. Paul Greengrass. Yeah. This is uh, this is Paul Greengrass's first big movie. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had done like a like a movie about. Sunday Bloody Sunday before this, which mm-hmm. was a, like kind of, you know, a small like proof of concept. Hey, this guy knows what he's doing when he's making movies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and he'd done a ton, a ton, a ton of TV movie work mm-hmm. uh, actually before that. But this is his, this is the big one. This is his big action movie that sort of like he did this and then he did United 93 and The Next Born and then he did Captain Phillips. And like he's a, he's a pretty well-known director at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's also really well-known for... He likes cameras that are moving all the time. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Lots of running around with some cameras. They definitely like doing that in this movie. But this is, but you can definitely tell that this is coming from someone who is like, kind of has that that documentary. Yeah, like I I I don't know. Like people keep saying document. I keep reading things about. Oh, it has the documentary style. It's like, well, it has like a like a home video style. Yeah, like it, like it, it, like thinking of thinking back to two thousand four. Makes me think of like, because it was kind of before YouTube was really big, but there was those TV shows where they would show amateur video that people had shot of like stuff blowing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of that, mm-hmm. you know, like not like post America's Funniest Home Videos, but like break.com. Yeah, I get you. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, I get you. Um, that's that's what this movie feels like to me. Ah, I see. Uh, um, I, I, I agree with that. Um, it feels very, yeah, it's very much like. The idea of like like hand cam stuff was like around the time this movie was coming out was kind of coming into vogue. Well, because because it was handheld. Yeah, cam. like like uh, we didn't high high def digital cameras weren't there yet, but they were getting on their close. They were getting close. Like they were probably there, but like they're very expensive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 interesting how yeah. that sort of influenced the look of the movie. I agree. Um. As far as our cast and our cast is concerned, though, well, we have a lot. Of, of course, we have some. Oh, we have some writers. We yeah, want, I mean, the writer, the the main writer of the movie is um, is Tony Gilroy, who also is credited with writing all of the other Jason Bourne movies. Uh, but uh, apparently, his story originally focused a lot on the USSR, and they're like, "Well, guys, it's not really a thing." Yeah, it's not really a thing yeah, anymore. You know. Um, and so they, they, they got hired, some brush in there at the end. Yeah, no, but they hired somebody else to write it, uh, to write a different script. And then that was rejected by the studio because mm-hmm. this was still somewhat of a studio funded picture. And, um, so what, what ended up happening was the studio didn't like the script, but Paul Greengrass did. And so he just sort of like mashed them up on set. Mm-hmm. But the other guy who, who, uh, wrote it, whose name is Brian Helgeland, got no credit. Ah. Like, obviously, he probably got paid, but he has no film credit because of the, you know, the way that the Writers Guild of America works, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Hmm. Well, there you go. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> so I don't know, man, the, the script of this movie, like, it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's not I mean, bad. The story is... I actually, I'll be honest with you, I kind of liked this, the idea of this movie a lot more than the last one, which I know is probably not the popular opinion when it comes to this movie. Okay. And I think I like it because it's very easy, they very easily could have been like, okay, and this is the thing that really I liked, they very easily could have been like, okay, well just his girlfriend's not with him anymore, and he's alone. 
They could have gotten rid of yeah. Franca Potente. Mm-hmm. They could have, but they didn't. They were like, oh, we're going to bring her back. And then like we're going to seem like, oh, everything's good. The living life's good and everything's great. And she's maybe going to make it. And then they just shoot her in the head and kill her. Yeah. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's a neck. really brutal version of every Rocky movie yeah. or of every Rambo movie. Yeah. Where the movie starts with him finally retired and and then he gets pulled in because somebody gets taken hostage. Exactly. Except in this in this and and it's funny because in the book it's based on she gets taken hostage, but in uh-huh. the movie they're just kind of like, well, don't tie him down to anything. Yeah, let's just. <laughs> and it gives him a, and it, it drives it. To be fair, it does drive the plot forward, which is, feels like a very much a hey, I told you don't mess with me, and yeah. now look what you're doing. I'm gonna mess with you. And they're <laughs> like, well, you did this. Like, wait a minute, I didn't do that. What's going on? So um, another interesting thing about the sort of story of this movie is that this was sort of right before every movie had to be a trilogy before every movie had to be a series of movies and they hadn't planned for a sequel when Mm -hmm. they made the first movie Mm -hmm. and they hadn't planned for a sequel when they made this one either. Mm -mm. Uh, which See, nowadays is, in nowadays they you know they would this would be the born cinematic universe and i think that that's <laughs> what they're kind of doing with it now yeah because they've got hawkeye as like you know born b and, and all that stuff yeah um but but which we'll get to eventually um <laughs> we'll get there but at, but at this point in the in this franchise in the series they were just kind of like well let's uh you know the first one did pretty good and we yeah. didn't, you know wasn't that expensive mm-hmm. let's make another one yeah Oh, there you go. Um, so who is our who is our cast, returning well, cast? Of course, we have uh, Matt Damon as yeah. Jason Bourne himself. We've got action star Matt Damon. <laughs> it's still weird seeing him be an action star. I, you know what? It's funny because people make fun of Matt Damon because of... I, I don't because he's kind of a doofy guy sometimes. Eh, kind of. And and like there was that bit. What was what was that movie? Uh, Team America World Police. Oh, Matt, Matt Damon, Damon, which was actually him. That was him saying Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, I like I I really like Matt Damon. I I think he's at least you know not that I know him personally, but I, in <laughs> he action seems movies, like a nice guy. in movies he seems, you know, like a, like a person. Yeah, he seems human. Yeah, you know, not not a uh, not like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, there goes that. <laughs> Although this movie is is just grim city. Yeah, it is. It's great. One of the trivia is Bourne never smiles in the movie. No, he like, does no one not, smiles not even in this once. movie. You kidding nobody. me? Even, like Franca Potente smiles for like a second and then she dies. Yeah, nobody it's smiles. Like, if you smile, movie. you will die. Exactly. Um, um but besides that, so we've got Franca Potente, uh, aka Run Lola Run returning. We have Brian Cox returning as well as Julia Stiles also yeah, returning. Julia, Julia Stiles. Stiles getting a bigger role in this one. She actually has some dialogue. Yeah, she, she talks speaks. and she runs around. Which I think stuff. is cool because it's like we saw her when she was like just kind of in the background in the last one and we're like she didn't really talk very much. She didn't have very much to do or say. And this one she plays a little more of a vital role, and I guess her role will grow as these movies continue, is my guess. Yeah, we have another guy who returns, Gabriel Mann, mm-hmm. um, who like I didn't even like. I didn't even like. I noticed apparently that he was in the first one because I noticed in this one. I was like, "Oh, that guy was there." Yeah, that guy knows what's up with Treadstone. Yeah, and and then he doesn't make it through the movie. No, he gets. <laughs> oh, <too bad. laughs> um, yeah, actually, almost almost no it's one in the first the movie the shows up in the second. You know, <laughs> makes it all the way through this movie. No. Uh, so yeah, we have Brian Cox. Uh, we have new, some, new, some newcomers. Joan Allen. Joan Allen is great in this movie. She is, by and the she, way. she's like she's like the exact woman you want playing this part too. And you've seen her in a lot of things. She's one of those that kind of I hate we could say that guy. We'll say that person actors. Yeah, um, you've seen her in a lot of things. She usually plays like a mom or an FBI, uh, a, a, like the head of some sort of FBI group. Yeah. That's that's like the two roles that Joan yeah. Allen is, mm-hmm. can, can look. That's her look. Her look dictates stern mom, 
or Stern or or FBI. Stern, Stern FBI. Well, she and she's CIA, CIA boss, but it's yeah. close. You know, and it's it, you know one thing I do like about it is that in a lot of movies you don't see them having ladies play that role. No, 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 not not usually. No, no. She she actually takes like the lead in this. No, she's good. Yeah. Like she and and especially like you know having it some more. I don't know how to say it. She has more heart in this movie than yeah. than Chris Cooper does in the last movie. For and, sure, and like she she has She's more a character. She, she has, has more personality. She does. Yeah, you care you care about her. Well, a and, bit. And, and you feel her character too. Like she very much is. I've read this, so I know this. Yeah, they they're, well, they're, they call her out on that. A yeah, couple of times. and and, and quite, quite a few times they do. And it, uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, not interesting, but it's good they gave her at least. I don't know it's going to sound so pandering. It's good that they gave her a character trait or something about her other than she is stern FBI woman number yeah, four. True. Like she like, well, she, she's very much like, well, I don't know anything about this. I'm just going to read all about it. Yeah. She's, she's a researcher. She's, she's a researcher. She's like, a, she's like the CIA Hermione Granger. She, she She's going to read all about it and she knows, but then she gets in the field and stuff but, happens. But she ends up actually knowing. She does. And at one point she's like, oh, I recognize this room because I read about it. Yes. Like it's, it's, uh, it's cool. It I like how out. that comes up. Um, also the, the other big one in this movie and he doesn't speak a word of English no. the entire time no. is your friend of mine, Carl Urban. Oh man. Carl Urban. Do you hear they may make, oh, I heard rumors that they might make dread into a Netflix series. <sighs> what? Yeah. If they got Carl Urban back for that. Oh man. I would be, I would be so stoked. So there. That would be, I'd be down I, for that. I really like Carl Urban. Me too. And you know what? It's funny because usually, I don't know. Carl Urban, in a sense, seems like to always play Carl Urban. He's kind of like Stern and and mm. stuff. But in this movie, like he's such this like Euro trashy, like just this crappy guy. Mm-hmm. And and it's not the usual Carl Urban role. He no. doesn't look like a football linebacker. Nope. He he doesn't he doesn't grunt. He nope. <laughs> he and he has that little wispy beard, and yep. he just looks like a douchebag. He does. Doesn't it's, he? it's impressive. I, I at first the first the first couple of shots with him in it, I was like, who. Who did they get? Who is that guy? <laughs> Who's, that, Who's that jerk? And then I was like, oh man, it's the leader of the Riders of Rohan. <laughs> it's Bones himself. I didn't know he spoke Russian. Well, he does. No. Um, so, but yeah, Carl Urban is great. Like as like the like the silent killer in yeah, this movie. They, oh, they apparently in the script. Before was it supposed they, to be Clive Owen? No, 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 because Clive Owen died. Oh, that's right, Clive Owen got no, shot. In the, in the so script, have difficulty remembering they, they call him Anti Born. Oh. Like, like before they had decided on a name for his character, <laughs> his he was just anti-born. It's like so Nega good. Scott. So good. Um, so, Ryan, we talk a lot about, uh, on the show, we talk a lot about um, the MacGuffin of the movie. What is it that's driving the story and the plot forward? Um, and it's a, this, a MacGuffin is, for those of you who don't know, is a Alfred Hitchcock filmmaking term, uh, which is means exactly what I said. It's what drives the plot forward. Sometimes, normally, it's an object or something like that for most movies, but yeah. we kind of stretch the definition a little bit because we want to kind of be inclusive to every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and a classic example of a classic MacGuffin would be, uh, we always use this, this example, but uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. uh, Ark of the Covenant, is mm-hmm. a drives the plot forward. So. In the Born Supremacy, Ryan, what do you think is the MacGuffin? Is it, it obviously it's not a classic MacGuffin. Well, it could be a classic MacGuffin. You could argue, like figuring out what happened in that in that building yeah, and who did it's that. It's kind of a. It's a. I mean, and these movies. Uh, uh, bleh, let me let's try this again. It's, it's these movies, in a sense, aren't 
classic action movies as no. much as they are thriller, uh, like conspiracy thrillers. Agreed. Uh, and so this has the classic conspiracy thriller MacGuffin of unraveling the conspiracy. Well, we learn getting to the truth. Yeah, we learn more about Jason Bourne's past, mm-hmm. um, and obviously it's something that's eating away at him because we learned but, last time. But it's sort of. Yeah. But that's not. It feels like that's not the goal. No, the whole time he's not like, well, who am I? The goal feels like at first about half the movie for him to like be like, hey. I told you to not mess with us. You killed the woman I love. Now you're going to pay. And they're like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. You did something. And he's like, wait a minute. I didn't no, do I that. Didn't. But now, then, and, and then that's the point where it splits, where half of the guys are like, well, but you did wink. We're going to try <laughs> to kill you. And the other half are like, well, hang on a second. What's going on? But then yeah. everything kind of comes back together at the end because it turns out that, you know, this, the, the, dude, the whole, uh, this whole conspiracy is unraveled yes. and everybody involves dies or gets arrested. Yeah. And well, and he also gets, he also does get his revenge because he ends up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets yeah, and a little bit of closure. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he, and he smashes Carl Urban and gets that pillar. <laughs> oh that man, that's rough. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, it's a. I feel like the MacGuffin is is the unraveling the conspiracy yeah. sort of thing, getting getting to the heart of the. I don't know. What What do you think? I I, I would agree. Um, I think I think at first it felt like I was like, oh, that's gonna be revenge driven. You're just gonna go after these guys, yeah. and then they they and like meanwhile they're trying to figure out it's not him, mm-hmm. and I felt like he was just gonna go off. Like I felt like this was gonna be might as well be called like born unhinged. Like he yeah. was just gonna start killing fools mm-hmm. and like getting and trying to get to the bottom of everything. But I felt. Like the turn happened when they're like, "Well, you did this," and he's like, rather than saying like, "No, I didn't," so I'm going to come after you. It was, "No, I didn't," but well, what's going on? <laughs> like, why, I need. To, why do you think I did that? Why do you think I did that? I yeah. need to clear my name, like that sort of thing. That that kind of turn happened, which which I liked actually. Um, I, I would say that's it. I mean, as far as a MacGuffin goes, I think obviously there's these are going to kind of have all the ones that have Jason Bourne in, and probably the one that has, um, has Hawkeye in there um, is going to have this kind of undercurrent of unraveling his past or unraveling Who the mystery. I? Who am I? Why yeah. am I doing this? What? And I mean, we learned also in here that maybe he was doing stuff for other people before he was supposed to be doing yeah, stuff. Even though this was a black ops thing, yeah. maybe there was even, even more black corruption, none, none more black <laughs> corruption in the FBI or the CIA. No, unbelievable. Never. Unbelievable. There's never been a movie about that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would argue that that's, that's, that's kind of what pushes it forward. It's, it's not like a clear MacGuffin like we, like, like other movies have. It's more of a kind of up in the air, whatever the plot needs it to be. That's what it is at that given moment. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think that one of the ways that I feel like, um, Matt Damon fits is because I can't see Matt Damon just cooking fools. Yeah. Neither can I. And that's right? like, I- like when it, when he's, when he's got that sniper rifle pointed at them and he's talking well, to them on the phone, you're like the first time I saw yeah. this movie, I'm thinking to myself, he's going to shoot somebody. Don't know. Not, no, 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 Matt, don't do it. Well, and my but, thing was, I, I, I've heard a lot of people say this one wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Like, this was not as good as the first and the third one, and then the fourth one is a, a special little rainbow of its own. Um, but I thought the reason why that was is because he goes on, like, a killing rampage or something, and I'm like, that just doesn't fit with the character we saw in the no, first one. So when I saw him go, well, wait a minute, I need to solve this, I'm like, okay, that fits with the character that I saw in the first movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I I feel like I don't know why this one gets so much so much guff think, and the other one the other one doesn't because I feel like to be honest they're on par with each other. Yeah. This one drew me in a little bit more in the onset mm. um, than the other one did, but 
I feel like they're on par with each other. I don't. I don't feel like that. Like, like this one is way worse than the first one. Yeah, I. I think I agree. You know, what's funny is it wasn't until like half an hour into this movie I'm like, I saw this. I've seen this before. I think I saw this in theaters. Oh, did you? Yeah, because uh, I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm I'm watching it with my wife and I'm like, she's gonna die. The car's gonna go off the bridge. And I was like, what? And I was like, I think that's what's about to happen. And then it did. And I was like, yep, I've seen this before. Wow. Uh, it was it was one of those where you like totally forget that you've seen a movie and then you recognize a scene. I've done uh, that. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Uh, but I think that I think that one of the things that's interesting about this movie is that it's. It's so serious. It is. Oh man. The the first one There is no the smiles. The first one had a like a lot of like you know it had some jokes. Like not a lot of jokes, but I, the but the kind of standard like you don't know who you are yeah. like it's kind of weird. I think they were really banking on us really wanting Jason Bourne to get revenge and figure out what, who who's behind all this. Yeah. Like they're really banking on like, oh man, when we kill his girlfriend, the audience is going to be mad. Yeah. And they're going to want to see him like just burn fools. Sure. But he's not, and, gu- not going to, and then they're going to be drawn into a mystery again. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why people didn't like it is because they felt like, oh, he's going to get revenge. I mean, it's called the Bourne supremacy. Like yeah, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to kill yeah. somebody, but it, it ends up just kind of being about, you know, Oh well, we didn't do that, and guess what? You're being charged for a crime. Maybe you didn't commit like the A team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we need to do that, and maybe maybe that because it does kind of it does kind of shift in tone. And I'll be honest, I was more interested in like having him go after people, maybe not kill people, but find out why is this person coming after me, mm-hmm. like. That and it didn't kind of get to that quite that point. I mean, it kind of did with Julia Stiles, but I would have and 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 there's nothing wrong with her. I would have rather had him partner up with her, yeah, at some point. And then maybe that scene takes place with you know, uh, with uh, uh, what they call was her name, Handy is Handy, is that her name? Landy, 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 Landy. Um, I would have that take place with her as opposed to having it take place with Julia Stiles because Julia Stiles feels like part of the team like oh i want to i get this kind of vibe that especially she talks about how she would like was working with with the the psychologically yeah and stuff like that and And like like, it just feels like a natural fit like human being interaction well it just feels like a natural fit like for them to work together Mm. you know for those of you who watch arrow which i know you don't no but on that show they have uh, and i know they've kind of turned it into a love story which bummed me out but for a while they had like oliver queen and this girl named felicity smoke who's a comic book character but is being repurposed for this and she was kind of like the barbara gordon type like the Uh, i'm the tech nerd i'm gonna be like so she was the julia style and then and then they turned the show into a a love triangle and and, and everybody's angry on that show too yep (laughs) no no smiles but the flash has some smiles Uh, um but but another interesting thing you know i think the problem with this movie i think maybe the thing that people don't like is that is exactly what you're talking about. Like at some point, you want people to link up and work to work together to solve this, mm-hmm. and the movie sort of shorthands all that. It's just sort of like, and it happened, and like we don't see any of mm-hmm. it. We just see it's it's it does the it does the Michael Bay thing where you you hit the halfway point or a little past the halfway point, and they're like, well, we're just gonna everything's gonna be moving from now until the end of the movie. Yeah. Every, it's just run, 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 And And so they they did that, and that's that's certainly a, a deliberate choice, but they decided instead of, that they were like, well, you get it. 
Yeah. Like you can you can figure out what happened here. We don't need to explain it. Which is I, I like it, it when it, filmmakers I like it when filmmakers sort of assume that their audience is smart enough to figure out what happened without showing you every yeah. single little detail, every conversation everybody yeah. has to have. I agree. Like the like at one point Landy says, like, get me the Russian foreign minister. Yeah. And then you don't see anything about that again until yeah. the guy gets arrested at the very end. Mm-hmm. And it, you could figure that out. Yeah. But but yet some of the satisfaction is taken away from you not getting any of those moments. Yeah. I agree. All of that human interaction stuff, yeah, it 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 keeps the movie from being just car chases and shooting, but it it's not as satisfying. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's where it's coming from. At the end, you're not like, oh good. At the end you're just kinda like, Okay. Wow, all right. Well, some people are still alive, but not all of them it's like, are. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I feel like it, it doesn't have that it doesn't have that exciting climax where at the end you're kind of like yes mm-hmm. that doesn't have the yes i agree i think that's why the movie is not as satisfying apparently the first version of the movie ended after he talks to the girl See, in the apartment that felt like the closure point yeah and and then they decided to I, tack I was, on i was the half expecting for him to be like all right i'm done because it feels like the like revealing what his real name is and where he's born, which they kind of just tacked on to the end. Yeah, like that should be what he finds out in the third one. He finally figures it out, mm-hmm. and that ends the story. Well, I feel like I, 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 part of what I have read is that they shot that last scene yeah. where he talks on the phone like much later. Yeah, to the point that that uh, Matt Damon was on the set for Ocean's Thirteen, and they're <laughs> like, "Hey." Uh, can you come back? We need for a like minute. a scene. Um, uh, and and basically they did it because they were yeah. like, well, let's make a third one. I feel like this movie is two things. I feel like it's what it tries to be in like the Bourne s- storyline, mm-hmm. if we're going to call it that, is the first one is him discovering who he, like a little bit about who he is, and we we know at the, be- at the beginning we're like we don't know who this guy is. At the very end, we know he was a a higher like a like a like a black ops assassin. Yeah, but it always felt like. In this, well, but I was just doing what I was told, and it was I was I was getting people that the government wanted me to get. You know, I didn't I was really have, bad guys. I was getting yeah. bad guys. This movie, it feels like at the beginning, like he thinks he's a good like person, and he's living this life, and and he's safe finally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's thrust back into it. But by the end of it, he realizes I wasn't Mister Good Guy. Yeah. Like I. That's like I I have to own up to the terrible things I have done as well, mm-hmm. you know. Whether or not I was brainwashed, whether or not or I was whatever. brainwashed or not, I have to own up to it and and come clean and say and and make things right. Yeah, you know, because I think he realizes that he hasn't had nobody's going to make things right for him. Mm-hmm. So the only way he can feel redemption and feel better about himself and be better is to make things right for himself. Yeah. I know that's a little bit deeper looking into this movie, but that's what I think. Um, let's talk about some of the action sequences before we sure. before we head off into the night. Um, oh man, that like that car chase in the beginning, like she, when she gets shot, it's so brutal, and oh, you know yeah, it's coming the, too. The car chase in the in India, yeah, in and Goa. you and you know it's coming too. Like yeah. that point where she's like, well, like 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 you like like we don't have a choice, we have to run. She's like, yes, you do, and then boom, like it's like, oh no, the voice of reason is gone. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> That part's sad. That, that shot too, where they're underwater and he like is trying to breathe and then like holds her and like kisses her on the and then kind of lets her go and she kind of just like goes floats, into the green, floats off into the green. Oh man, that's great! Like I, I know, I know maybe I shouldn't be praised. It's not like you know the artsiest of films, but yeah. I like that shot. I like the way that no, looks. This will definitely qualify as as an artier action movie. I, I, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's not big but, bad boy. But yeah, too. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of chasing around, a lot of running. Yeah, <laughs> I mean movie. the other the other incredible car chase is the, the, the final the yeah. final chase. Mm-hmm. This movie, I mean, and, and these movies have some car chases. Yeah, uh, but that last one is just Whew. 
it's I don't know if it's the way it's cut or what, but it just feels so intense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like it, there's no it, like he's bleeding and he's hurt <laughs> and he's in a crappy car and there's these yeah. Mercedes, you know, it's just it's just every he I mean, let's let's be honest, that that taxi would not have made it. No, 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 but but the that like it's just a really brutal car chase scene. Like it's just really intense and really brutal. It's it's. I feel like every a lot of good car chase scenes or car chase scenes that I enjoy have a moment of of humor. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of James Bond movies. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I'm thinking even of the first one. There's a part where he takes the mini down the steps, mm-hmm. and he's just and you're kind of like whoa. whoa. Like this doesn't have <laughs> any of that. It's just like he's about to die at any moment. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's a part of the whole sort of super intense, super grim, mm-hmm. uh, l- outlook of this movie, but yeah. there's, there's no room for humor no. or even just like cool, fast maneuvering and stuff. Which, it's it, just which, which, cars ping ponging off each other, which makes sense, but that doesn't necessarily make it good. Like, yeah. That doesn't mean like, Oh, it's so good and gritty. Like we talked about. Yeah. Gritty. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's good and it's gritty, but it's yeah. not, it's not good because of the gritty. grit. So, um yeah i don't know I, I i thought i mean honestly seemed on par with the first one for me like yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for this revelation of like okay when is it gonna be like oh man these were the movies guys yeah and i feel like the more we're halfway through this now and mm-hmm. well technically i would argue we're we're a third or two-thirds of the way through well the ones that everyone loves yeah and i still don't, i mean like, i like it i get it i like it it's mm-hmm. not they're not i wouldn't say like oh my god don't ever waste your time on these. But at the same time, I wouldn't be like, sit down and don't leave your house until you finish all the porn movies. (laughs) Because it's like, they're good, yeah, but they're like, you know, in context. They're good in the same way that like, all the Jack Ryan movies are. I know I keep comparing to that, but that's how these feel to me. These, these are definitely sort of political conspiracy theory, thrillers, and like the, like the like biggest what, movies we have is are clear and, and present danger. When you say the Jack Ryan movies, you're talking about the ones with Harrison, October and yeah. then the two with Harrison yeah. Ford. Mm-hmm. The, those ones, those I mean, and those are you not know, the sum of all fears. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones from our childhood. Yes, um, but that's the kind of movie this feels. like. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, one it doesn't of the kind of feel like a Mission Impossible or a James Bond. It feels more in that outlet. It's interesting you bring up Mission Impossible because I feel like this movie, these movies are kind of a counterpoint to Mission Impossible. Yeah. In the sense that, like, it's almost like somebody was like, well, what if we made Mission Impossible? But what if we made it really serious and dark? <laughs> okay. And, 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 but like, but I'm it. not I making fun it. of the I movie, it. but I'm, but I'm serious. It. And, and one of the other things is like, what if we made a Mission Impossible, but. We didn't use any science fiction elements. All of the stuff that he uses, all the stuff that everybody does, those are actual things, and that's how they actually work. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's it feels a lot like somebody was like, well, let's make a like a hardcore spy movie and make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a hardcore spy movie in the two thousands, which means that the first thing that happens is that the spy is no longer part of the agency and the agency's trying to get him. Because if you think of any spy movie, including James Bond and Mission Impossible movies, from a 9-11 on mm. everything is government conspiracy all that's the way true. down that's true um and i mean even, even if you look at mission impossible 2 yeah which came out a couple of years before this actually right around the same time as mm. as the firstborn movie mm-hmm. like they're so diametrically opposed yeah it's it's ridiculous and both of them you know had already directors and even even compared this to to the original brian de palma mission impossible mm-hmm. like this one's so much more serious yeah absolutely and, and the other thing that bugs one of them me, had Emilio Estevez with exploding gum, but Emilio Estevez dies really early. I know, in that but movie. it had exploding gum. It's true. This Red movie doesn't have light. exploding bubble gum. True. 
<laughs> but it did have Jean Reno. That's true. Uh, the other thing I don't like about this movie is, like, I guess there's good fighting in it, but yeah. not like you can see it because the camera's yeah, it's, just flipping around. Got, this has kind of got the same problem that Cause I was, I cause feel... I was, cause there's that scene where he's fighting the guy in the apartment yeah. and it's like knife versus rolled up magazine yeah. and that's supposed to be like a big virtuoso like yeah. hitting fight scene well, and you can't tell what's happening. And it's it's, it's worse same, than Transformers. It's the same problem that, and I know that I'm probably going to be sacrilegious, but watching it again, watch this movie again and tell me that that doesn't have the same problem. It's the same problem Batman Begins has. Yeah, like you don't, and you, don't you could feel argue, any of the hits. You could argue, well, Batman's in the shadows and you're trying not to see him. Like, yeah, but come on. It's <laughs> like, the, the problem there's is other the ways camera... to film that because he was still in the shadows in Dark Knight and yeah. he, they had better action sequences. It's like Christopher Nolan learned how to film action after after doing Batman Begins. Yeah, He's like, I feel okay. like I feel like Paul Greengrass had not did not have a full grasp of how to oh, shoot action in this movie. I don't think so. Not and especially yet. like close quarters fighting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like hitting and fighting like you and I mean if you've watched Jackie Chan movies you know how satisfying a good fight can be yeah. and this this doesn't have any of that the the cuts are random and you can't you don't see the hits you don't get a good sense of yeah. what's happening with these not, two guys not, not particularly it's just sort of like elbows and knees and, and yeah it's too it's too fast and i guess around. i think i guess the mindset behind that is like oh it's a flurry yeah. but it's like eh, but it doesn't okay but this is a movie like, you know, it, like at the same time to... it's it's like that's good for a writer and that's good for your art, but that's yeah. not good for an audience. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what this is. It's for an audience. Um, so, Ryan, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. You watched this with your good lady wife? I did. You did? Yeah. And did she stay awake the entire she time? She didn't, but she expressed after afterwards. She was like, oh, I Great wanted to sadness. see what happened at the end. <laughs> Uh, I, I had to watch this movie in a couple settings again. Uh, I was I was getting into it, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to go do other stuff. And then I watched the second part, and it just felt like a different movie. And I think mm-hmm. that's – I don't think that – I think it was already kind of getting that way, and then the second half just kind of like watching it separately stamped that, oh, this is a different movie. Yeah. Um, I don't – I mean, like, well, I mean, fi- as far as final thoughts on it, like I was saying, I don't think – I think it's on par with the original. I don't see why this one is way worse. Maybe you guys disagree. Maybe you can explain to me why this one is not as looked upon as favorably as the Born Identity or mm-hmm. the one we're going to watch next time, the Born Ultimatum. Um, spoiler alert! Uh, but maybe you guys can explain to me because it felt like on par with me, to, to me. I don't know. What do you What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I, if if anything, I would say the that sort of lack of a satisfying. Um, sort of like Dan Oma at the end mm-hmm. like you don't get a good feeling of like yes we yeah. got him like yeah. at the end you're just kind of like well everybody's dead yeah except for I would have liked him guy. I would have liked him to walk off into the snow and that would be the end because it's well, like I mean he he walks off into the street with yeah. all the people in New York City yeah. like he has a he has a good like walking off into the sunset kind of moment yeah but but it, it, it but, felt, but it felt there's no better. there's no satisfaction in the ending well of and movie. it felt better with him in the snow alone Walking yeah. into nothingness by himself alone, which is where he where he found himself at the beginning of the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a nice little tie up. Like he's or not uh, he's he's alone again. He doesn't have anybody. Well, at the anymore. very at the very end of the first movie, he. No, finds, I said at the beginning of the first. Oh, movie. The like he's alone. Movie. Yeah. he's done. He's back to being solitary. Yeah. You know, and then that and then that leads into a third one. I don't know. I I, I really enjoyed the movie. I don't think I, I definitely think that. Overall, the first one had better structure, but I think yeah. this one grabs you at the outset right mm-hmm. away. Uh, where the first one took a little bit of time to be like, okay, make me care about Jason Bourne. Why do I care? Here, I felt like we already care about him because we established we spent all this time with him, and I care more now because a person, the only person he had in the world that we loved, gets killed right away. And you're like, yeah. all right, I'm invested. Yeah, what's going to happen? Tugs your heart because that's like the first point of a story. I would argue is, and I, I watched a thing on TED talks about, and I, you've seen this before too. I told you to watch it. Uh, Andrew Stanton talking yeah, about yeah. the story, and the first rule, basic, most basic rules, make me care. 
Why mm-hmm. should I care about this character? And I feel like this one did a better job at the onset of making me care. Even if I'd never seen Jason Bourne, the, the first yeah. the f- first movie, I know this guy's with this girl and his girl gets murdered. The person he loves gets murdered. Yeah. Gives me a reason to care. It gives me a reason to want to see what happens. So, um, but overall, I mean, as far as like rating wise, I don't know. I, I don't know. What would you give it, Ryan? What do you think? Or do I, you have final thoughts? Yeah, I have mind? final thoughts. And I, I think I understand why the Bourne movies are like somewhat revered. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're like exactly what I said about it's like Mission Impossible but serious. Mm-hmm. Like that there's a certain segment of people who like crazy action movies. Obviously we like crazy action movies, but but feels like they have to justify it with it being a serious movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the Bourne movies do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's drama and 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 I don't know, it's it's not Mission Impossible. It's it's not uh, Bad Boys. It's yeah. This is, you know, this is a serious adult action yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I feel like a lot of people, like, this is, like, the baseline, like, oh, yeah, but this movie's good. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, buddy. Like, calm <laughs> down. Calm you down. know, there, there's plenty of movies that are good. <laughs> uh, but, but I feel like there's a certain segment of the population who, who see this movie as, like, well, what if action movies were good and serious? What if yeah. they were realistic? Yeah. And, and that's where we get the Bourne movies, and that's why they're as popular as they are yeah. because they're basically the anti fast and furious. Movies. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know what, so what's your overall, what's your rating on this movie? Right um, now? I feel like, uh, I feel like this is a, this is a fun watchable movie. Um, but it's not, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. I feel like this is a, a good watchable movie, but it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and so because it's not fun and because like, it's so intense that at the end of this movie, I'm kind of like, like Ugh. a little exhausted yeah. and it's not like, Oh, let's, let's watch it again. It's like, yeah. Oh, let's, uh, let's, let's grab a beer. Let's go take a um, break. Let's, let's, let's get some candy. I, I'd probably give it like a six and a half, seven. Yeah. I would say I'm in the same ballpark. I yeah. would say what six and a half, seven, what seven, um, slowly deteriorating Russian cabs. Oh, okay. I see. Because <laughs> he just because they just keep getting hit by other cars. Seven for me, it's six or seven dead love interests floating <laughs> into the green. Oh, brutal! <laughs> wow, jeez. So, uh, a blockbuster, a lackluster. I would it's say certainly blockbuster. blockbuster. Definitely yeah, watch sure. it. If you like the first one, you're not going to be disappointed by this. I don't. Think. And and even if and this is such a different movie than the first one, at least in terms of directing style, mm-hmm. that it's that it, even if you're kind of eh about the yeah. first one, you might really like this one. Yeah. Or you might get motion sick. Yeah, you might. You'll see. Um, so that is uh, that is the Born Supremacy, and that is our show. Uh, so uh, before we go, we also obviously want to tell you what movie we're going to be watching next time. I bet it's a really hard guess. Oh, yeah. uh, we're going to be watching the third movie in the series, uh, The Born Ultimatum. So that is the third one, the final one until this summer that has actually Matt Damon in it. So we'll see how this yeah. kind of Matt Damon that story one, maybe wraps called- up. Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne. Put, it's called decided. Put Words on My Face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, of course, fl- feel free to subscribe. Reach out to us. We, we love hearing from you guys. That's true. Um, and join us next time when we uh, finish up the Little Born Born Trilogy. I'm going to put quotes around. I know you like saying series, but I'm going to say sure. trilogy for now. Right. With The Born Ultimatum. And remember. Whether it's Blockbuster. Or Lackluster. We're, we're the, the Super, Super Action Bros. Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.